0: A key member of the Mariners bench has suffered a setback as injuries begin to mount in Peoria. Of course, none as bad as what happened to a former Mariner during the World Baseball Classic last night. We'll be talking about all that and more on tonight's episode of Locked on Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked on Mariners. Your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Padnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the night. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. On the show today, we're going to talk some World Baseball Classic. We're also going to update our 26-man roster projection, which isn't much. Of an update at all spoiler alert but we're going to get into that a little later on in the show but first let's start here colby some news coming out from ryan divish of the seattle times about an hour or so uh before we hit record on this episode dylan moore was expected to make his official return to the mariners lineup in spring training action today Uh, That did not happen, though. He was scratched from the lineup. As Divish reports, Dylan Moore felt some discomfort in his side this morning while hitting in the cage and was scratched from the lineup. He's going to have it checked out more. Uh, So, of course, Moore coming off of core surgery during the offseason. He was hitting on the backfields over the past week, was expected to finally get into some real game action here, Uh, but that's not going to happen, and he has officially... Suffered a setback in his recovery. What's your reaction?
1: Yeah, it's a real bummer because right now the Mariners don't have a backup shortstop on their 40-man. And until we see J.P. Crawford actually throw and and throw regularly, we kind of need to assume they don't have a starting shortstop on their 40-man right now. So, you know, not having Dylan Moore is, is pretty significant now. Thankfully, J.P. has been able to, to uh, DH here um, the last few days. Uh, and it sounds like he is going to be going to uh, play shortstop sometime this weekend, maybe Monday, uh, but still that's not ideal. And, and if Dylan Moore's setback is anything that's going to keep him out another week or two, um, or even, you know, just another handful of days, his ability to be ready by opening day is going to be in serious doubt. So um, it's a real bummer. It's a, it's a position where the Mariners don't have a lot of depth, uh, you know, right now, as things sit, Mason McCoy, Probably would make the opening day roster if if Dylan Moore couldn't go, because you need that person who can play shortstop. And clearly, the Mariners don't believe that that guy is Sam Haggerty. Uh, They've done everything humanly possible to keep Haggerty from playing shortstop. So if they don't trust him to do that, then he can't. Then you know you need to add somebody to your forty man roster who can do that that they would trust to to run out there two days in case you know JP you know rolls an ankle or something like that. So. Uh, it's, it's not a great spot to be in if you're a Mariner, uh, fan, um, you know, Dylan Moore, as much as I just like the guy, uh, or should I say hate, uh, Dylan Moore is a viable backup shortstop. Uh, and you know, you're also relying on Dylan Moore to be a, a platoon guy, maybe not a straight platoon, but you're counting on him to take these at bats from, from JP and Colton Wong against tough lefties and, and provide you something there. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan Moore, you know, you, you kind of invested a lot in, in, put a lot in Dylan Moore being this guy, this super valuable bench guy. If he's not there, you have to go out and replace him, and I don't think you have that guy in your system right now.
0: Yeah, because of our unique schedule this week, we haven't had a chance to talk about J.P. Crawford and his injury. He was, of course, scratched from the lineup a few days ago. Then Scott Service said the dreaded, soggy word when describing Crawford's shoulder. Now, Jerry Depoto was... On seven ten Seattle Sports this morning, and said that he feels like Crawford should be back uh, to playing shortstop within the next day or two. Um, Crawford has been back in the lineup the last couple of days, but strictly DH, and he had a single yesterday. I believe he went zero for three in today's game, uh, but that's really concerning. Um, and so, like you mentioned, you know, if, if Moore's setback here is extensive, if this is not precautionary if this is something that's going to linger into opening day uh, and the regular season because also the thing that we have to keep in mind here is that he has to get ready for the regular season he has to get in baseball shape and he's just I, I assume that he's just not there yet because he hasn't played in actual games and we're what 14 days away from opening day exactly two weeks this is not good And even if Moore is able to get back on the field here in the next few days, is that going to be enough time for him to get ready and be a viable option? Whether, whether it be off the bench or, you know, starting if, if Crawford's unable to go, Mm -hmm. uh, or if he's unable to throw here, um, you know, again, DePoto reiterated that he doesn't think that there's anything serious to be concerned about with Crawford, that this was mostly precautionary, but again, We've heard the term soggy described once with another former Mariners player when talking about their arm. That was Drew Smiley in his elbow a few years back during the World Baseball Classic, funny enough. And he never threw a single inning for the Mariners in the regular season. So I just, you know, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, we also- it's hard not to be very worried about this. All
1: right, we also need to stop pretending that you know JP Crawford is this guy who's never hurt, never banged up, never, you know, should be sitting on the bench for a few days. JP Crawford has has played through a lot in his career to be out there every single day for the Mariners and the fact that he's played as many games as he has, has been aware on him. We know that it has been, he's mentioned it as much that, you know, the last few off seasons, he's been trying to get into in better shape so that he can withstand the 162 game grind. And yet every year at the end of it, he, he mentions, you know, how, how worn out he is and how tired his body is. And last year there was a, an elbow thing. And last, the year before that was a wrist thing. And then it was a chest thing. And, and so JP is a guy who, who, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, stacked, he, he, he is going to wear down. So you need Dylan Moore there uh, to give JP more than just the occasional day off. Uh, but since you get, don't have that, you got to go out and get it. And the guys who have been sitting around waiting for a minor league contract to spring training, they're in the same position. Dylan Moore is, whereas is two weeks enough time to, you know, get in baseball shape and see enough pitching that you feel confident that you can go up there and get a hit. I don't think so, which means the Mariners right. may have to look at trade. They might have to try and find somebody who's been in a camp, who can play backup shortstop. I I think you have to at this point. I pitched this idea earlier, a few weeks ago. I think it still Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is a guy who can play shortstop, he can play third, he can play second, he can even catch if you need him to. The bat isn't anything extraordinary, but neither is J.P. Crawford. And when Crawford's ready to go and he's healthy, you can still use uh, Dylan Moore, as that mm-hmm. platoon guy, but you can also use Isaiah Conner falefa to hit against lefties, play some third base when you want to give A. U. Eugenio a day off, essentially replace Tommy Listella's role with uh, Isaiah Conner falefas You trade a little bit of bat in theory. Now, we haven't seen Listella do much at the plate, but you trade mm-hmm. a little bat for a lot more uh, defense and base running. And if you want to keep Listella, then Isaiah Conner falefa is a better Uh, option off the bench than even somebody like Sam Haggerty. So I still think kind makes a lot of sense. He's officially lost the shortstop job. He's not going to be the starting shortstop in New York. Mm -hmm. They've transitioned him into this uh, utility role. He's playing some center field now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so while it's not, it's not like you can get him for nothing. uh, He's not going to be extremely prohibitively expensive. And even if Crawford is healthy and ready to go, and even if Dylan Moore is healthy and ready to go, a guy like Isaiah kind still makes sense on this roster, even with both of those other guys.
0: Right. Carlos Redon is going to start the year on the injured list. Frankie Montes Mm -hmm. out for the year. So Chris Flexon could make sense for the Yankees here uh, in a swap for kind of Falafo. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that uh, the money would essentially be a wash. I think there's a couple million dollar difference there, but essentially for both teams, that's uh, pretty flat. So that would make uh, that would make a lot of sense, I think, for both sides. For a just a one for one flexing for kind of forleffa swap, or you know maybe a little something else sprinkled in on either side, but uh, overall I think that's kind of one of those situations where both teams can can help each other out. Um, but we'll see if that comes to fruition here. But you know my plea here to the Mariners is very simple: don't wait. Yeah. Don't don't ride this thing out. If you don't think that yeah. Dylan Moore is going to be ready by opening day or for the regular season, and if you have concerns about J.P. Crawford, do not wait. Go out, get yourself a guy, because you cannot afford to have a black hole in your lineup with someone like Mason McCoy starting five times a week. Can't do it. If, especially when you're banking on so many other guys to produce in order to get out to a hot start and ultimately keep pace with the Astros. So do not wait make the Mm -hmm. move if you are that concerned about it make the move now as soon as you can yep so after a disappointing uh performance by the dominican republic in the world baseball classic julio rodriguez teoscar hernandez and diego castillo are going to be returning to mariners camp here within the next couple of days eugenio suarez has had a great world baseball classic for venezuela And then Edwin Diaz, unfortunately, suffered a season-ending injury in one of the most bizarre ways you could imagine. We're going to be talking about all that and more here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. I'm really stoked to talk about our new partner and sponsor, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season all this and a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want it's basically the jerry depoto simulator so instead of saying chills depoto did it again you can now say chills i did it again download it now and locked on mariners listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. And you're listening to the Lockdown Mariners Podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the night. So, Harry Ford, Eugenio Suarez, Julio Teoscar, Diego, the list goes on and on and on. The Mariners have really dominated this World Baseball Classic in a, in a multitude of ways. Uh, let's start on the most positive mm. note: Harry Ford, who yep. made Great Britain relevant in this tournament. Let's just be real about it. He was really all that the commentators could talk <laughs> about during the games that they played. He
1: you can couple- actually, we'd actually say Harry Ford made baseball relevant in Great Britain.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. It was really was something. He had a great tournament, but it was really fun. I was watching Mexico versus Great Britain the other night. Mm. um, It was a really great game. And despite everything that was happening, I mean, it could be a massive upset. Mexico's in danger of going home. It's a two to one game in the ninth. And there's all these great storylines and continually the dialogue is always spun back to Harry Ford. Uh, Mm. So Harry Ford really made a name for himself uh, in this, uh, in this World Baseball Classic, uh, he helped he, he helped uh, Great Britain, you know, get their first win on the world stage. But he also helped them guarantee themselves a spot in the twenty twenty six World Baseball Classic because they did not come in last place in their pool, which means they automatically qualify for next for the next World Baseball Classic. So, uh, you know, there's great videos of, of little kids and, and you know Harry Ford masks and, and all that stuff. Yeah, kind of creepy, but whatever. Um, and so, yeah, Harry Ford, man, he. He in a way stole the show uh, yeah. in in the uh, Arizona pool and, and pool C, I think it was, uh, and he, he. There are a lot more Harry Ford fans than there were four days ago. I'll tell you that much, and right. and I think he represented the Mariners r- really well, and and uh, you know it's it's cool to see Great Britain hopefully they can seize this momentum and we can kind of start to grow baseball in, in the European markets. And and we've seen it happen in Italy and now maybe it's great Britain's turn. Thanks to, in large part, Harry Ford,
0: a couple of home runs, big home runs for Harry Ford in this tournament, as well as a double off of former mm-hmm. Mariner, Taiwan Walker. So he was doing it against some legitimate competition. Then, you know, at times he looked, sure. he looked like yeah. a, a low a high a, hitter against you know guys like Adam Wainwright uh, there were certainly some low moments for, for Harry Ford in this tournament uh, but overall how can you not be impressed with what he was able to do at his age uh, the youngest player in, in World Baseball Classic history to hit a home run that's pretty cool um, and again like you said to help lead Great Britain to a uh, a World Baseball Classic appearance in 2026 pretty awesome for the young kid and a, a really a great way to introduce him not to uh, not just to you know, the the baseball world, but just kind of the national um, side of things here. Mm. Um, pretty cool. Um, like I said, though, you know, the, the Mariners have kind of, um, I mean, they're one of the teams that have dominated the, uh, the storylines here in the WBC, um, both current and former Mariners, uh, for sure. Uh, last night, pretty unfortunate uh, and, and just absolute gut-wrenching scene in Miami after Puerto Rico eliminated the Dominican Republic, and we'll be getting to them in, in just a moment. But uh, Edwin Diaz, who came out to uh, Tommy Trumpet, uh, closed the door and, and sent you know Puerto Rico on to the next round, um, celebrated with his team after recording the final out and unfortunately tore his patella tendon in his, I believe, his right leg. Yeah. Uh, had to be wheelchaired off of the field uh just a scary scary scene his season is now done and colby i haven't seen this uh this kind of injury in baseball but this is an injury that that you and i and, and i'm sure a lot of seattle sports fans are very familiar with because quite a few seahawks have suffered this injury trey brown uh most recently jimmy graham in the past will disley um, yep. these guys, and, and as we've seen with these guys, uh, at least with with Disley and Graham, it has significantly impacted them. It's significantly impacted them in the past, right. And, and so, you know, I don't know what that looks like in the within the context of baseball and within the context of how it impacts a pitcher, but this is a pretty gnarly injury to recover from. It's one that, I mean, he's not going to be able to really walk for the next three or so months. Uh, let alone be able to get back on the mound and, and throw a baseball. So this is a long road to recovery for Diaz, who, of course, was supposed to be a, a pretty big part of that uh, Mets team that spent a lot of money this offseason. So yep. what did you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's just a bummer. Uh Diaz is one of those guys who um, kind of transcends the sport. You know, he, he has his own... uh You know, it it just, he has his own like level of appreciation around the sport. And, and obviously in the last year kind of exploded with the, the Tommy trumpets and and whatever and all that. And the Mets got really good and he got paid. And so, uh, he's probably, you know, the, I don't want to say most famous, but like, he's probably the most well-known reliever across all of baseball, Mm -hmm. um, in the world, probably. Uh, and he is well earned, and he's great, and and we know, you know, Edwin Diaz from when he was here, how how awesome of a dude he is, um, and how much he cares. So it's always a bummer when something like this happens. Um, it especially hurts when it was in a like non baseball situation, right? He's mm-hmm. celebrating. It's just a freak yeah. accident. It happens. Um, you know, so it, it's it's just a bummer. Right? It's not like he threw a pitch and you know his shoulder went out or anything. It's just right it's just hard to wrap your head around because it's so unusual in major league baseball to see an injury occur while celebrating. Uh, a lot of people were mentioning Morales last night, yep. different injury. I, I think it ended up being, I think Morales just shattered his ankle. So um, not the same injury, but it is a bummer. We don't see it often. And, and, you know, Diaz is one of those guys you root for, even if he's not on your team, unless you know, you're ha- you happen to be facing him that night. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, he, he's an awesome dude. So, I have no doubt that he'll, you know, he'll work his butt off to get back, but as for how it affects him long-term, I don't know. I, Mm. I, am not quite sure how he's going to recover from this. It's a long road back and thankfully he doesn't need to be, you know, explosive and lateral when he's on the mound, but, uh, it's, it's going to take a long time and he's got a long road ahead of him. So I wish him,
0: I wish him well. Yeah. Wishing uh, Edwin Diaz a speedy recovery here from his, uh, from his injury. Um, you know, and this is the thing that you and I have ultimately worried about with our own guys here going over to the WBC, and of course, this wasn't necessarily a, a WBC thing. It just so happened, you know, it just so happened to have happened during the I mean, WBC during the celebration right. of a WBC game. But um, the the good news here, just, uh, sorry, sorry, no, I continue. was just I
1: was just gonna say it, it's kind of annoying to see people blame the WBC for Edwin Diaz's injury because whether you like it or not, I don't. Care. You know, if you don't like it, that's fine. If you do like mm-hmm. it, that's fine. I, I I really don't care. Um, I've watched some of it. I don't watch every single game. Uh, But, you know, just a few weeks ago, we saw Gavin Lux tear his ACL in a, right. in a meaningless game that meant absolutely nothing yeah. months or weeks away from the regular season, blah, blah, blah. And nobody ever pounded the table to cancel spring training games. So... Yeah, this isn't a guy who threw too many pitches and now he's he has to have Tommy John. This isn't anything like that. It's just a freak accident. So, yeah, um, it's annoying to see people try and desperately make that comp, but it's it's not the same. And, yeah. you know, I, I think the focus should be on Edwin Diaz, not the world baseball classic right now.
0: Right. Yeah. The Keith Olbermanns of the world and, and whatnot. Some of the their dude. Yeah, seriously. Um, We no one wants to hear that. And, you know, look, I, I can understand some fr- frustration and just uh, being kind of bewildered by the whole situation if you're a Mets fan. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure we would maybe feel irrationally about it as well if that was Julio, you know, or Luis yeah. Castillo or George Kirby or, you know, whatever in that situation. Uh, but at the end of the day, this isn't grounds for canceling the WBC. It's not a useless thing as much as people want to make it out to be. It's actually something that means a lot to these players uh means a lot mm-hmm. to their countries. I mean, you see the reception, you see the uh, you know, the crowds that have gathered for these games. This is a real thing. This is a thing that, you know, matters. Um yeah. it's the baseball equivalent of the FIFA World Cup, and that's the biggest tournament in all of sports, frankly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, and it's it's been a really fun tournament to watch as well. I mean, even that game last night, it ended on such a sour note, but that was an awesome game last night. Yep. And Julio with a big catch after having a rough inning the inning you know, before. Um, it was a rough time for, for it Julio. It was a rough overall. tournament for Julio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- rough time in this tournament for, uh, for Julio. Uh, Teoscar didn't do much uh, either, and that Dominican Republic roster that, I mean, on paper, just looked so stacked. They don't even make it past pools, Um, which again, so I was saying, you know, the good news with that, while we are incredibly bummed for Julio and Teoscar and Diego and and everyone on that team, uh, they are coming back to Mariner's camp here in the next couple of days healthy. uh, And that's uh, really important here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, though. Are you concerned at all about Julio after watching his struggles at the plate in the WBC?
1: that's a clown question bro
0: yeah i know (laughs) thank you for putting thank you thank you for putting me in my place uh no but you know i've been seeing the uh there's been some overreactions on twitter and all that well if
1: we're gonna overreact then i guess we should just start applauding american league mvp a eugenio suarez while we're at it good job a eugenio congrats on the win
0: that's right he's uh he's been great uh this mm-hmm. world baseball classic had a had a monster home run i believe yesterday he's had a couple big uh, rbis he's mm-hmm. he's smoking the ball right now and you know we don't put a lot of stock into spring training performance but these games the wbc these guys are trying right there's scouting reports yeah. their pitchers are going after you they're attacking you they're trying to attack your right. weaknesses all but- that it's still ultimately a really small sample size, so nothing to get too excited about. Yeah, still ultimately a small sample size, but it's good to see that Gino is off to a hot start here, and hopefully he rides that into uh, the regular sure. season whenever the uh, you know uh, whenever his uh, his time in the WBC ends. I mean, that Venezuela team right now looks pretty dang yeah. good. They might go all they're
1: the way. rolling, mm-hmm. yeah. And Ty doesn't even want Anthony
0: Santander. Crazy, yeah. He's been he's been pretty good. Uh, he's been pretty good this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Jared Kelnick's also been pretty good in in spring, but uh, yeah, know. roughly
1: the same quality of pitching there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a very yeah. similar track record of major of league success
0: too. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, when when Jared's an all star this year, uh, we'll we'll roll back the tape. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're gonna do our readjusted. 26-man roster projection which again like i said at the start of the show not going to be much of a change i th- there's actually only one change on these projections from the last time we did that which is why we didn't dedicate a whole show to it we're just dedicating a tiny teensy in- teensy little bit of a, a segment here to, to just it just so. get to it <laughs> This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat. First bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. So let's get into these 26-man roster projections. And as I said, it's pretty much as the same as what we showed you the last time we did this. Got our starting pitchers, Luis Castillo, George Kirby, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez. Uh, the bullpen stays the same for now. We'll see how maybe that changes over the next couple of weeks, if there's any trades or anything like that. But we got Chris Flexen in there, Trevor Guy, Penn Murphy, Matt Festa, Diego Castillo. Matt Brash, Paul Sewald, Andres Munoz. Uh, the catchers, Cal Raleigh and Tom Murphy. Ty France, Colton Wong, Eugenio Suarez, and JP Crawford for the infield. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez, Jared Kelnick, and AJ Pollock for the outfield. And then our utility uh, players, Dylan Moore, Sam Harity, and Cooper Hummel. Now, we don't know if Moore is going to be healthy enough to make it by opening day, like we said during the show, but for now... We're just going to assume that it's a precaution. Hopefully he gets back on the field here and within the next day or two, so we're going to keep him on this roster projection for now. Maybe that changes. Uh, but the only change here, if you remember our projections from earlier on in the month, uh, we had Tommy LaStella uh, slated to make it. Uh, instead, we're replacing him with Cooper Hummel, who continues to hit. Uh, he's been red hot down in spring for the last eight, nine days or so. Uh, it seems like he's staking his claim for uh, for that final roster spot here with the Mariners, and uh, they're starting to move him around the field a little bit after he caught for the first half of spring. Uh, now uh, he's played mm-hmm. a little bit in the outfield, so since, uh like what we're seeing out of. Uh,
1: since I've been down here, he's played left field, right field, and caught, and he's apparently been seen taking reps at first base as well. So uh sounds like a guy the Mariners are go. desperately trying to uh, fit onto the roster.
0: Right. And so switch hitter, you know, gives them a little bit of flexibility there as well in terms of, uh, matchups and, uh, he's hit for some power. Um, so interesting dude, you know, and, and we'll see how he, he kind of fits into the fold and, and how much they're, they're wanting to play him on a weekly basis. Um, what, what would you expect for, for Hummel to start the season, given just everything that we know right now?
1: Assuming Listella doesn't make the team and more as healthy as we've projected here. Um, I think maybe two starts a week and then perhaps a, a catcher or DH day early. Um, and see what he does. I mean, obviously if he starts to hit and and you know he's translating those triple that AAA success into some kind of major league success, then it becomes about, you know, just playing the best guy. And if that means you know, maybe Pollock isn't your everyday DH and Hummel kind of takes over that role, then so be it. Like, you're, you're fine with that. But um, I think you'll probably see him play some left, some right uh, early, and then maybe a couple – maybe, you know, once every 10 days he gets to start a catcher. Uh, if you, maybe you want to DH Cal Raleigh for a day. Uh, so you put Hummel back there and you give Murph the day off. Um, it's worth noting today, by the way, Murphy took a foul ball uh, off of some region – of his body, and he was not quite as spry uh, back there. He only he caught for another inning or two, and then he left the game earlier than any of the other starters. Uh, you know, it's spring training. It, I you don't want to assume anything, but Murphy does have an injury history. Um, walked off the field okay, but it it took a bite out of him whatever wherever it hit him, uh, and he did leave the game early. So. Mm. If that's any kind of concern two weeks out, then Hummel will certainly make the team. But um, I I think, yeah, it's probably a start here and there and left and right, maybe a DH day. And then maybe once every seven to 10 days, he gets a start behind the dish. I think that's kind of how they're going to roll it out unless he starts to hit uh, with some regularity. Then I think he'll get a lot more DH time.
0: Yeah, uh, the injuries are starting to mount up in in bunches here. Fortunately, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of these are are minor, but right. it's
1: it's not unusual this time of year.
0: Yeah, uh, but you know everything starts with the the Taylor Trammell thing, and then Gabe mm-hmm. Marlowe has the oblique, and uh, you know right. you hear about JP's shoulder, and uh, obviously mm-hmm. Moore has a setback, and all this stuff. So
1: let me throw out one more. We're about to wrap here, but let me throw out one more mm-hmm. little trade idea? Maybe. No, not a trade idea. Maybe like one more little roster tweak that we might see. Okay. Uh, Trevor Gott hasn't thrown the ball particularly well. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, a lot of people wanted Perlander Barroa to start the year uh, in the org or on the 40-man in the major leagues, and he probably would have taken – Got spot, but uh, Seattle sent him down the other day. They're going to put him in the rotation to start. I could easily see him having an Edwin Diaz like where they get to May, you know mid-May and they're like, yeah, throw him in the bullpen. Let's get him ready to get up here. Yeah. Uh, but that's where he's going to start. got has not been all that good. Um, you know, I haven't been all that impressed the few times I've been able to see him. I think Gabe Spire has a shot here. Yeah. Uh, he he threw the ball well again today. He's had it. He's had his hiccup starts too, though. So it's it's not like. God is a guarantee, but they only gave him a million dollars, uh, right. you know, and so it's not like they have to keep him because, you know, monetarily it makes a lot of sense. So I think God is, if you're looking for a guy who may be on our projection right now, who's not actually going to make this roster, I think it might be God. Yeah. But again, Topa has been okay, but not great. Mm-hmm. Spire has been okay, but not great. Uh, Perlander Baroa, obviously he's not the guy right now. So uh, I would just keep an eye out on on the Trevor Gott situation.
0: Yeah, that's. I think there will be some sort of change in the bullpen between now and opening day. It's just one that I don't think we can really project with confidence, uh, because right. it it may as well it may very well be someone from outside the organization. Who knows? Obviously, they got yeah. quite a few options here. But like you mentioned, Gott hasn't been very impressive. Topa has been okay. Spire has been okay. Maybe they want better than that so right,
1: maybe they trade Chris Flexton and there's another spot anyways yeah so the
0: the thing though here uh, the reason why we keep God on this uh projection is just because he's the guy that got the minor uh, major league contract this off season right. um there's a little bit of money tied there nothing that's prohibitive to move on from uh to be very clear on that but you know maybe that's someone that they they do want to at least see for a couple weeks see how that yeah. goes uh before Turning the page, going to someone like Justin Topa or Gabe Spire. Sure. Carolina uh, Barra. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. This is going to be our last show of the week uh, because we got a really, uh, I mean, we had a very unique schedule this week. Uh, we're going to have a very unique schedule uh, next week. We are going to be recording uh, all of next week's episodes ahead of time. So going to be focusing on that here uh, the next few days. Uh, and getting those out to you guys. Hopefully all, all on schedule uh, next week. But uh, for Colby Node, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez at C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11 at CPAT11. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for bringing us your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just like us, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, and with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend. And we'll see you next week. Peace.